0: cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wondery that's rocketmoney.com slash wondery rocketmoney.com slash wondery
1: tonight a fragile ceasefire in the middle east but with clashes in jerusalem how long will it last as anti-semitic incidents here in the u.s are on the rise We go inside Gaza for the first time, to streets filled with rubble. 22 people were killed in this building. And meet survivors, including five-month-old Omar. Plus what President Biden is saying tonight about the 11-day crisis. Anti-Semitic attacks, Jews targeted, as incidents skyrocket during the conflict in the Middle East. What synagogues are doing to beef up security? Mask battles. Tempers rage as towns debate mask requirements. Plus, the Biden administration wants people to swipe right on the COVID vaccine by teaming up with dating apps.
2: We have finally found the one thing that makes us all more attractive, a vaccination.
1: Mental health struggles. The stunning revelation tonight from Lady Gaga. As Prince Harry talks about drinking and using drugs. Honoring an American hero. SEVEN DECADES AFTER RISKING HIS LIFE FOR HIS MEN, AN ARMY RANGER RECEIVES THE MEDAL OF HONOR, THE MOVING CEREMONY. FIRE AND RAIN OUT WEST, FLAMES EXPLODE IN SOUTHERN CALIFORNIA AND DOWN SOUTH FLOODWATERS FORCE HUNDREDS TO EVACUATE IN LOUISIANA. AND CBS'S STEVE HARTMAN IS ON THE ROAD WITH THE EMOTIONAL REUNION OF A WOMAN AND HER GUARDIAN ANGELS.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Norah O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
1: Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this busy Friday. We're going to begin tonight with that fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, which for now appears to be holding. After 11 bloody days, the relentless bombing and rocket attacks have stopped. But tonight, both sides are very much on edge. Palestinians and Israeli police briefly clashed at Jerusalem's Al-Aqsa Mosque earlier, with security forces firing tear gas and sound grenades in a reminder of just how tentative this truce is. Still, as we come on the air, the sound of pounding explosions and wailing sirens has been replaced by the cries of children who have lost their parents and families sifting through the rubble. At the same time tonight, the conflict is also reverberating through this country with synagogues nationwide increasing security after a dramatic increase of anti-Semitic attacks, including two, that were caught on camera. CBS's Jeff Begays is going to have more on that in just a moment. But first, CBS's Holly Williams is going to lead off our coverage from Gaza, where tonight she's finally been able to witness the devastation firsthand. Good evening, Holly.
4: Nora, while the conflict was raging, the Israeli government would not allow us into the Gaza Strip, they said, for our own safety. Now we finally have a sense of the scale of the destruction here in Gaza. Today, with the ceasefire holding for now, it was safe for Palestinians in the impoverished, overcrowded Gaza Strip to go out on the street again and take stock of what they lost in this conflict. Locals have told us 22 people were killed in this building on Tuesday night when it was hit by an Israeli airstrike, including a doctor and his family. They say nobody here had any connection with Hamas, though we can't independently confirm that. Hamas controls the Gaza Strip. They're labelled a terrorist organisation by the US and Israel claims it killed more than 200 militants with its strikes, saying it does its best to avoid civilians. But officials here say nearly 70 of those killed were children. And this is a fragile ceasefire. Israeli security forces clashed with Palestinians outside the Al-Aqsa Mosque tensions in Jerusalem sparked this month's conflict and could again. Earlier this week, wounded five-month-old baby Omar was filmed in a hospital just after he lost his four brothers and mother to an Israeli airstrike. Today, we tracked him down. He cried all night, his father Muhammad told us. He's lost his mother forever. Mohammed denies that he's a militant and could have been a target for Israel, though once again we can't confirm that. What we know for sure is that baby Omar's life will never be the same. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will visit this region uh, next week to discuss the recovery effort, perhaps a sign that the U.S. is worried that the ceasefire is precarious. Nora.
1: Holly Williams in Gaza, thank you. And back here in Washington, President Biden just told reporters that he hopes that the ceasefire will hold, and he's giving more details on his conversations with Israel's prime minister. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is at the White House with this news. Good evening, Ed. Good
5: evening, Nora. The president has spoken with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu six times in the last two weeks. CBS's Nancy Cordes was the one that asked him to reassess his relationship with the Israeli leader and the prospects for peace.
6: I'm praying this ceasefire will hold. I take Bibi Netanyahu when he gives me his word. I take him at his word. He's never broken his word to me. And uh, but what I've made clear is that it's essential. It's essential that the Palestinians in on the West Bank be secured. That Abbas be recognized as the leader of the Palestinian people, which he is. Hamas is a terrorist organization. We've recognized that. During
5: the news conference, alongside the South Korean president, Mr. Biden said he's willing to engage diplomatically with North Korea's Kim Jong-un, but only if the North Korean leader is willing to discuss reducing his nuclear stockpile. The president said he'll work towards the total denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula and is appointing a special envoy to the region. Nora.
1: Ed O'Keefe of the White House, thank you. And investigations are underway tonight in New York and Los Angeles after anti-Semitic attacks in those cities. There has been a troubling rise in such incidents ever since the fighting broke out in the Middle East. Here's CBS's Jeff Pagase.
5: Chaos in Times Square last night as someone riding in a pro-Palestinian caravan tossed fireworks into a crowd of Jewish pro-Israel protesters. A 29-year-old Jewish man was also attacked by a mob of men, One who used a crutch as a weapon was later charged with a hate crime. Since the fighting in the Middle East began, the number of possible anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. has jumped. 193 in the week after the crisis began, up from 131. Anti-Semitic posts on social media have also spiked.
0: We are seeing a level of anti-Semitism related to the conflict in the Middle East that is beyond
2: quantifiable.
5: In Los Angeles Tuesday night, pro-Palestinian protesters attacked several Jewish restaurant diners. Synagogues are also under attack. In Utah, a swastika carved in the glass. In Arizona, a rock thrown through a window. Act of hatred happened to us. It feels like a real shattering. In New York, Mayor Bill de Blasio says that police are stepping up security around synagogues and other Jewish sites throughout the city there and in L.A. Several other possible hate
1: crimes linked
5: to the rising tensions are now being investigated by police. Nora.
1: All right, Jeff Pegues, thank you. And tonight, with the rate of vaccinations slowing in the U.S., the White House is teaming up with dating apps to encourage more young people to get their shots. Dr. Anthony Fauci says the U.S. is on track to meet President Biden's goal of 70 percent of adults getting at least one dose by July 4th. Now, if that happens, he says, the chances of another surge are extraordinarily low. But tonight, even that isn't putting an end to the fight over masks. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca. You are violating my rights.
3: Confusion, chaos and conflict. A nationwide battle over masks. Tonight, cities and counties in the Lone Star State are dropping mask mandates or risk facing a $1,000 fine. This comes more than a week after the CDC loosened its mask guidelines for fully vaccinated people.
0: Somehow that got interpreted as saying, well, masks, forget masks. We don't
3: need to wear masks, which is not the case. But still, there's mask confusion. At school board meetings around the country, tensions are high as parents demand mask policies be removed at schools.
2: Stop trying to incite division among us.
3: But a new CDC report found COVID-19 infections were 37 percent lower in schools that required teachers and staff members to use masks. A new warning from the FDA after reports of some Chinese-made needles used for the COVID vaccine were detaching from the syringe after injection. Today, the University of Virginia and Indiana University join more than 400 other colleges and universities mandating that students be vaccinated. Meanwhile, a continuing push to get more Americans vaccinated, especially young people. Incentives, including cash, lottery prizes, and season tickets to L.A. Laker games. The White House is even teaming up with popular dating apps, encouraging those looking for love to get vaccinated. App profiles will include badges showing a person's vaccination status. One of the few places you do have to wear a mask here at the airport and at federal buildings. In Texas, business owners can decide if their customers wear a mask or not. Nora?
1: Omar Villafranca, thank you. Rising floodwaters forced hundreds to evacuate today in southern Louisiana. About 30 miles southwest of Baton Rouge, flood barriers failed, and water actually poured over a highway this morning. Louisiana has been pounded by torrential rains all week. More is expected this weekend from a system in the Gulf of Mexico. Storm is also brewing in the Atlantic Ocean, and either one could become the first named storm of the season. All right, tonight we're learning more about Prince Harry's struggle with mental health, brought on by the death of his mother, Princess Diana. He is opening up for a documentary series with Oprah Winfrey. CBS's Nikki Batiste has the details.
7: More stunning revelations from Prince Harry, telling Oprah in their new Apple TV docu series that he wants to be a better father than Prince Charles has been to him, and that his wife, Meghan Markle, encouraged him to seek therapy. Only after meeting Meg did you start the process of trying to figure it out. You hadn't tried it before, no. No.
2: And I quickly established that if this relationship was, was gonna work, that I was gonna have to deal with my past because there was anger there. And it wasn't anger at her, it was it was just anger.
7: In The Me You Can't See, Prince Harry says the royal family never discussed his mother, Princess Diana's death, avoidance that led him to drugs and alcohol.
2: To make that decision to receive help is not a sign of weakness. In today's world, more than ever, it is a sign of strength.
7: Among the admissions, when Meghan had suicidal thoughts, Prince Harry says their request for help from the royal family was met with total silence, total neglect. The series focuses on the mental health of people around the globe. Lady Gaga openly describes being raped by a music producer, leaving her pregnant at 19. I don't tell this story from my own self-service. I've been through it, and people need help. Help and healing for Prince Harry began with taking a step back. And it
2: was a case of you need to go back to the past, go back to the point of trauma, deal with it, process it, and then move forward.
1: Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. And just a reminder, you are not alone. Millions live with mental illness. There is help out there all right today an american hero was awarded the nation's highest military honor for bravery what army ranger ralph puckett did for his men on the battlefield still resonates seven decades later cbs david martin tells his story
8: it was 1950 the first year of the korean war and ralph puckett a green lieutenant with no combat experience answered a call for volunteers. He said, I'm selecting volunteers for an extremely dangerous mission behind enemy lines. I said, sir, I volunteer. He said, don't you wanna know what the mission is? I said, yes, sir, but I volunteer. Not only was he accepted, he was put in command of 51 Army Rangers. I said to myself, dear God, please don't let me get a bunch of good guys killed. That was Ralph Puckett seven years ago. Today, his steps slowed by age. He received the Medal of Honor, which President Biden said was long overdue.
6: I understand that your first response to us hosting this event was to ask, why all the fuss?
8: Fuss because he put the lives of his men above his own as they were about to be overrun.
6: And he himself was badly wounded. He ordered one of his men, who found him on the ground, to leave him behind.
8: Merle Simpson was there. Tell your men to leave you behind. That took a lot of courage.
6: Sometimes I
8: was so afraid I thought I was going to vomit. But I had to do the job. To honor that courage, the presidents of the U.S. and South Korea did something Ralph Puckett never did. They took a knee. David Martin, CBS News, Washington.
1: Ralph Puckett, the epitome of selfless service to our country. Tonight, Amazon has shut down work at a warehouse that's under construction in Windsor, Connecticut. This comes after a noose was found hanging from a beam. It's the seventh time a noose was found in that warehouse. Police are investigating it as a possible hate crime. Amazon says the site will be closed until it can improve security. To California now, where police arrested a man on suspicion of starting a wildfire that tore through Santa Barbara last night. The flames were whipped by 50-mile-per-hour winds. Dozens of people were evacuated as the fire raged across dozens of acres. No one was hurt. The 23-year-old suspect is charged with five counts of arson. Superstar gymnast Simone Biles continues to defy gravity, nailing a nearly impossible move today. Biles performed the Yurchenko double pike during a practice. Now, if she lands it this weekend at the U.S. Classic, Biles will become the first woman to perform the move during official competition. The queen of American gymnastics has won 30 Olympic and world championship medals. What would you say if you came face-to-face with the people who gave you a second chance at life? CBS's Steve Hartman is on the road with a reunion more than three decades in the making.
2: Fishermen are known for their fish stories. But the whopper that charter boat captains Mark Paisano and Paul Strasser are about to unspool is all too real. That story, it just uh, really throws a loop at me. It was catastrophic. Imagining what she went through that day is unspeakable, really. 35 years ago, Paul and Mark were piloting a charter back from Catalina Island off the California coast when they came across a capsized boat and an orange life vest bobbing in the waves. Mark jumped in and pulled out 9-year-old Desiree Rodriguez, the only survivor, her mother, father, sister, aunt and uncle, All perished. Desiree had been in the water 20 hours. It was against all odds that she was still coherent and alive. This was the last time Paul and Mark ever saw little Desiree. And they've always wondered about her. Okay. Which is why a podcaster named Phil Friedman invited the men on his show. Mark Paisano. Hi. Along with a surprise guest. I'm going to let her introduce herself to you. I'm Desiree. (laughs) the brims of their ball caps weren't nearly wide enough to hide the joy 35 years not nearly long enough to erase the bond i'm
3: so
4: happy (coughs) when i connected with them they brought a lot of closure
2: since then they have stayed in touch and this week paul and mark invited Desiree, the aunt who raised her and the rest of her family to take a little trip It was Desiree's first time back on the ocean, a journey that would bring her full circle. This is basically the area right here. Right back to where it all happened.
4: I'm kind of glad we can come together today and kind of heal.
2: The bodies of her father, sister, and uncle were never recovered. This was their first memorial, a commemoration of the family she lost, but also a celebration of the guardian angels she gained.
4: Right, yeah. And that's how I feel. I hope to know you guys forever.
0: You know, everybody says God works in mysterious ways. I feel
2: like, you know, let's find you. Fishermen usually tell stories about the one that got away, but Paul and Mark will always cherish the one who got to stay. Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road.
1: Sunday on Face the Nation. Guests include Senator Bernie Sanders and former Defense Secretary Robert Gates. And if you can't watch the evening news live, set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Have a great weekend. We'll see you right back here on Monday and good night.